Hey, y'all, and welcome to the couch. It is I, Raquilla Denae of RaquillaDenae.com, military spouse, homeschooling mom, communication stylist, and encouragement extraordinaire. Y'all, it is February. We have made it through the first full month of the year, but I want to talk about something. Now, we've all known February to be Black History Month. We all have our own recollections of what Black History Month and what those lessons were like in school. And I'm sure the memories of those lessons were different for those of us who were students of color as it was for everyone else. I will never forget being in the ninth grade and having to watch Roots in civics for Black History Month awareness. And we were four days into a week-long viewing of Roots when my classmate Jonathan looked at me and said, was your grandfather lynched? Now, let me set the scene for you in Puyallup, Washington. I'm in junior high school of maybe the 20 kids in my class. I was the only student of color, period. Not just black student, but student of color. I was the only minority in the entire class. And when Jonathan, I don't even remember his last name. When he asked me this question, he did not whisper. He looked at me from two desks over and in a very confident voice, asked a very curious question. Now, at this point, I look at my teacher, who then looks at me, and I just proceed to get up and walk out of class. And he already knew what was about to happen. See, my mom was no stranger to being at the school. And so he knew I was going to call her and he tried to beat me to the office. He failed because he couldn't leave a class with 20 other kids. And she came to the school and it was it was not favorable for them. Now, why they chose to play Roots for an entire class of ninth graders, I have no idea. But I remember being so embarrassed and thinking, this is what they think of me. They, being white people, I I began to have the idea that this is what they think of me, that I'm just the descendant of slaves. And while that is not an inherently bad thing, as a young child, it's so hard. It was so hard being in a predominantly white environment and having to struggle with this idea that I should be black and proud, but the views of what I'm being shown or what's being celebrated as black history are so oppressive. So why do I share that story? Because now fast forward all these years, here I am having to teach my children and I I don't believe in Black History Month. Black history is American history. We are Americans. And the contributions of Black people are plentiful and have been plentiful for generations. So last month, watching the inauguration, it was monumental for a lot of reasons. Um, But just to show my daughter, you know, what was happening in the world. I don't typically watch the news because it's just a lot. But I made an exception and we watched the inauguration. My kids were completely underwhelmed and uninterested. They were much more enthused with playing Legos. But for about the 20 minutes that I had their engagement, I told my daughter what was happening. And she looked at me and said, Mommy, why is this such a big deal? And I said, well, there has never been a female vice president, let alone one who's brown. And she confidently looks at me and goes, Mommy, she's black. I said, well... (laughs) Actually, she's Jamaican and South Indian, and I was about to get into my whole spiel about diversity when I realized she was back to reading her book. 
So a few minutes pass by and Madam Vice President Kamala Harris is being sworn in. And she looks up and says, I don't think this should be a big deal, mommy, because black people do great things all the time. Every time there's an inauguration, there should be a black person up there. Right. I was as stunned as you probably were hearing it. And I sat there for a minute and I had this overwhelming sense of joy and comfort knowing that my daughter was not only comfortable in her brown skin, but comfortable in the contributions of our people and society. And she so clearly shared the fact that she knows Black people have contributed greatly to the success of our economy, of our history, of our culture. And to her, it's everyday life. That is monumental for many reasons. But then we look at the school systems, public, private, whatever. They tend to talk about how Black people made it to this country as slaves. They talk a little bit about the end of slavery. They touch a little bit on sharecropping. We hit Martin Luther King, touch a Rosa Parks, and then maybe, you know, former President Barack Obama. But that's it. That's it. And then people continue to receive these minute amounts of information about the contributions of Black Americans in history and then become adults and they pass that down to their their children and their children's children and that's what happens. But the history is so rich and y'all, I'm not gonna lie, I was unaware myself. I was completely unaware of some of the things that Black people have contributed to society mostly because I relied on what I was taught in school, but two, because I guess somewhere down the line, it didn't seem important anymore. But I made it a point this year to put into our homeschool curriculum a focus on how Black people have contributed to history, right? And I started going through and pulling up old patents and trying to figure out you know, inventors, things that I didn't readily know or people that I wasn't readily familiar with. And oh my word, y'all, I was knocked off my feet. I did not realize how rich the history of just innovation. I then start to ask myself, how much about the history of America do you really know? Like, do I know for myself? And in my ignorance, I realized I had to get my life together. Y'all, I'm around here repeating the same information shared with me in school, leaving out so many things. And it was as I was preparing for a collegiate course that I teach called the Psychology of Social Justice that I realized how many other adults were completely unaware. We talked about the Tulsa massacre. We talked about what happened at Rosewood. We talk about how often individual communities of Black people in this country would grow and thrive and begin to generate their own wealth only to be completely destroyed. And we're just going to be honest, they were destroyed by white people. And my students are looking at me, figuratively, of course, because, you know, where everything's done online with shock and awe. When I begin to discuss how art and music were all influenced by Black Americans, they're so confused. What do you mean Chuck Berry wrote that? What, what are you talking about? 
they had no idea. They're only familiar with the part of the history that was presented to them, which honestly, the part of history that's presented to most of us in educational settings is biased towards those who wrote it. It's the one who wins the war that gets to tell the story. And so I have made it a point this year to not only educate myself, but to also educate my daughters and to create an environment for conversation because it's important. And there's been so much division and strife in our country, but the reality is it's not us against them. And when I say us, I mean like black people against white people or non-Americans against it. We all have to live in this place together. And the reality is this, a lot of the architecture we see, the White House, the Capitol, but all those things, they're built by Black people. Plain and simple truth. We always give uh, credit for the light bulb to Thomas Edison. Oh, he created the light bulb. No, he couldn't have done it without the, the filament that's inside of it. That was Louis Latimer. A Black woman had the first patent on a maxi pad, the ironing board, all of these modern day conveniences and appliances and things that we use, refrigerated trucks, red lights, stoplights, all of those things patented by Black people. And it's not to say that, well, Black people are superior to anyone else. What my message is to my children, to the children in my circle of influence, and to even those who ask me, the history of Black Americans and American history are one and the same. To separate Black people from American history is to deny, to deny the fact that we existed. That is to say, our history is only appropriate as it relates to one part of the history of this country. That's crazy. It's also kind of crazy to me that Native American history is wrapped up around the ludicrous assumption that Thanksgiving really was a sitting down with pilgrims and having a meal. Absolutely not. I am astounded that Columbus Day is still a federal holiday. Indigenous People's Day should definitely replace that because let's just be honest, Columbus, first of all, he didn't discover America, but we're not going off on that tangent. Here's my point. As we go through the month of February, as our students are being exposed to Black history at school, as it's being talked about in the media and all of these other things, I want to encourage us to take a look for ourselves, Black, white, brown, whatever the case may be, whatever ethnic group you represent, do some research for yourself because it is an understanding for ourselves, doing the digging and gaining the knowledge in our own efforts that we're able to see with fresh eyes, that we're able to appreciate what we learn that we're able to share boldly and the accomplishments of one group don't deduct or negate the accomplishments of another. They all are woven together to create the rich tapestry, which is the history of America. So y'all, I thank you for joining me on the couch. Today was fairly short, but my heart's work right now is to raise up a generation of children who are not only confident in who they are, but compassionate towards others who don't look like them. And the only way that you can show compassion to another person is when you are willing to accept their experiences as their experiences. Empathy doesn't require you to feel and go through my pain. It just means that you see me in pain and you recognize that it hurts me and you care. So while 
Jim Crow may have only been 60 years ago. Schools were just integrated at a point where I think Ruby Bridges is now like 65. Let's be mindful that this generation, they need to know truth. They deserve a full and complete, accurate history. And this will include the history of all cultures. But because we're in February and it's Black History Month, as has been so aptly named, this is my platform for the moment. We also need to teach our children about what happened in those concentration camps in California with Japanese citizens, many American citizens of Japanese heritage, how Asian cultures were vilified for decades in this country, how Native Americans are still struggling to be recognized on a land that they lived on freely before anybody else showed up on Plymouth Rock. All the truths that our children need to see in order to have well-rounded perspectives include these groups. And there are so many more. Even teaching our children the history of groups outside of the United States is important. But like I said, because this is Black History Month, I wanted to start here. You know, you got to grow where you're planted. So choose an area. Maybe you say you're going to talk about the contributions of Black women or the contributions in science or the contributions to medicine. I'm telling you, there will be so many opportunities for you to learn and share something new that it will be worth every minute you invest. And along the way, plant those seeds in a young person. Because especially in the current climate, I'm telling you, a lot of us, people of color, we're tired, y'all. We're tired of having the answers. We're tired of explaining why we're tired. We're tired of the violence. We're tired of the fear. We're tired. And so my encouragement is find little ways to learn something new and to share that information. Let that encourage you. So often I've heard the moniker, I am not my ancestors. The truth is we're not because they survived atrocities we could not even imagine, but they survived so that we could be here today so that the history may not be forgotten. And if we don't know, then our children won't know and their children will definitely be in the dark. So let's spend this February filling ourselves up with little bits of knowledge and information that celebrate the diverse nature and accomplishments and achievements and contributions of Black people in America. Now, before I break out into the Black National Anthem, which, by the way, I'm teaching my children. If you don't know what it is, Google it. It's a beautiful song. So as we get ready to wrap up here on the couch, I want to leave you with this thought. So often we hear portions of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. But here's something that I would like to leave us all with. Susan L. Taylor, who was a journalist and the previous editor of Essence at one time, said, whatever we believe about ourselves and our ability comes true for us. We're destined to repeat history if we don't know it. So if we allow ourselves to believe that one group is inferior or that we are superior or that one group's contributions don't matter or that division is better than the whole, that is what we will continue to reap more of. I've enjoyed y'all on the couch, and I look forward to seeing you here with me next time.